Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. Awesome. So today's message is titled Wrestling Match. <laughs> Might sound a little cheesy, but bear with me. Wrestling Match. And so let me ask you this question. Have you ever felt like you, you have been in a wrestling match with yourself or forces coming against you, right? Sometimes it can feel in life like this constant battle, like a tug of war, a back and forth between our good intentions and our sinfulness, between our ambitious goals and our failures, maybe our efforts to be a good mom and our constant shortcomings between our desire to have a peaceful and united marriage and those little things that just ruffle our feathers the very next minute. The war between the forces of evil and the power of God's spirit. The battle between our faith and our overwhelming doubt. It's a full-blown wrestling match sometimes. And sometimes when you're in the midst of the match, sweat is dripping from your brow, you're parched and you're longing for a drink of water, tired, and exhausted. It's in those times that we sometimes think, I can't do this. Like I should just throw in the towel, but I want to encourage you today through this message that you're not wrestling alone. You're not in this battle that will defeat you. You aren't destined to fail. And in fact, God is coming in the ring as we speak. He is wiping your face. He's refreshing your spirit. And he's saying, this is the last round girl. Here is your second wind. Let's do this because you will be victorious, my daughter. This wrestling match will not be in vain. All that you have put in will pay off. And I know that you're tired, but know that you're not the only one experiencing this and that we will all make it through with the power and grace of Jesus. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. And so wherever you find yourself, I don't know if you feel like this. Maybe it's an example I share. Maybe it's something totally else that maybe no one even knows about, but maybe you feel like you're in this wrestling match within yourself, within your mind, within your thoughts, your spirit, your heart, whatever it may be. But I want you to know that you're not the only one that feels that way. That you're not crazy for feeling back and forth, for feeling like you're in a tug of war, that you're not alone. And so today we're going to talk about three things. The first one is wrestling with uh, good intentions versus our sinfulness. The second one is wrestling the spiritual realm, good versus evil. And the last one is wrestling our faith versus our doubt. And so, excuse me, my voice is still like a little raspy and I might have to get water, cough a couple times. I am recovering still, feeling better, but it's a little raspy. So bear with me. But let's jump into our first message, and that is wrestling good intentions versus our sinfulness. (coughs) I'm going to start with this first couple of scriptures in Romans. It's a short segment of Paul talking, Romans 7, 14 through 25, and it says this. This is him talking. It says, I love God's law with all my heart. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and it is good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. 
<coughs> but if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is a sin living within me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is a sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my simple nature, I am a slave to sin. I mean, this is Paul talking. How many of you have, I mean, when you hear this, you're kind of like, bro, like chill out. You're kind of like a little spiraling right now. Like Paul was spiraling in his head. He's like, I want to do what's right. And I don't. And then I do what's wrong. And then I want to do what's wrong. Like, ah, how many times have you, have you felt like that inwardly? Have you felt like that in your mind? And sometimes you're just at work like, hey, hi, how was the day? And inwardly, you're just like spiraling, right? I want you to know you're not alone. Even Paul, this powerful man who shared the gospel all over the world, who wrote most of the New Testament, who was strong in his faith, who was just an incredible minister of God, he too struggled. He openly and transparently shared how he struggled to follow through with his good intentions because of the sinful nature inside of him. You're not the only one who struggles with the sin. You're not the only one who struggles as a mother, as a wife. You're not the only one who struggles to put God first. You're not the only one who struggles with heavy chains of addiction that maybe people don't even know about. You're not the only one who struggles with depression and anxiety. You're not the only one that, just, that struggles with leaving your old self-sabotaging vices behind and embracing the freedom that God longs to give you. But here's the truth. It's a process and it takes time. Paul is opening up. He's being transparent. But does this whole segment of scripture that we read mean that he's like, okay, so now I'm just going to sit in my sin because sin is sin and it's dominating me. No, there's so much more to the book of Romans that continues and says how he, have, he has found victory in Jesus Christ, that he has found victory and his power. And that's a, for you to read and continue to understand. But, you know, this man who was so real struggled in himself, right? And so <clears throat> this is a process. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us over time. It's not a one-stop shop. You raise your hand at church one day, say a prayer, and then sin and the sinful desire doesn't just immediately leave you though, forever and ever. It doesn't, you know, it's a sanctification process that the truth is you will wrestle with during your Christian, Christian journey sometimes. But here's the thing. As long as you don't give up, that sinful nature will continue to lose power. It will continue to lose strength. It will continue to lose the power it once held over you. And why, you ask, why would it lose this power? Because it is wrestling with the creator of the universe. The king above every kings, the Lord of lords, the lion of the tribe of Judah. God will not relent. He will not give up. He will defeat your enemies and give you the victory. And I want you to know another thing. That in this wrestling match, in this battle, 
that God is not angry with you when he sees you wrestling with your good intentions and your sinful temptations and, and this and that being a good mom, but yet being so human and having emotions with just all these things. He is not sitting there like, dude, what is her deal? Like get it together. He is not like that. He knows that there's a battle. He knows the enemy is trying to continuously steer you off track and he knows your heart. He knows your intention and he knows that you're trying. He's not angry with you and he's not angry with you when you slip up. He's actually calling out to you in those moments that maybe you fall and he's saying, don't hide from me right now. Instead, let me help you. So many times when we slip up, we want to hide from God. We're ashamed. Just like Adam and Eve, when they ate the fruit that he said not to, you know what they did? They were, literally went and hid. And he walked around in the garden and says, where are you? And they're like, well, we're here. We're hiding because we're ashamed. But God is saying, come here with all of your shame, with all of your guilt, and let me help you instead. As long as you continue to come back to him, to his loving arms and seek his help, you will look back one day and see just how much progress you have made. And you will overcome the battle that you face. And remember that Jesus has defeated sin. Like here at the end of the day, we're talking about all this, but do you remember? Do you know that Jesus himself has defeated sin? It's already done. So it may try to tempt you. It may try to sit, uh, trip you up, but it has no power over you. Yeah, it's still lurking around, trying to mess you up here and there, but it has no power. And it is defeated. And so wrestling between our good intentions and our simplest, you are not the only one, right? Let's move into our second point, And that is <clears throat> wrestling the spiritual realm, good versus evil. Now, right now, let's get in deep with a little ooga booga real stuff. Some of y'all might be wondering like, okay, spiritual realm, what are we talking about today? That stuff freaks me out. We'll get ready. Okay. So in Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, it says this, <coughs> A final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all the arm, God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of a devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. <coughs> Guys, that verse is just like action packed right there. Like, I mean, can you just, I can just envision this. Like in the, there's these mighty powers in the dark world and evil spirits in the heavenly and the unseen world and we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the devil himself. But God says, put on your armor, girl. Don't be going over there butt naked saying, oh no, like I'm getting attacked. No, girl, you got to put on your armor. Did you realize that there is a spiritual realm? There are angels and there are demons literally all around us. Okay. You may not be able to see it, but it is there. And sometimes we don't realize this very sobering truth that a lot of the things we battle aren't just fleshly things. They're spiritual, very spiritual. But I'm also not saying that everything 
is a spiritual battle or a spiritual attack. For instance, if you run out of gas, don't be saying on Instagram, like, oh man, I'm getting spiritually attacked, guys, pray for me. That was just a simple thing that you needed to put gas way earlier, homegirl, okay? I've been there. That wasn't the devil. That was me. But what I'm saying is that there are other battles that may just be very spiritual, and we need to know how to wrestle with these forces. Maybe it's the strife that you're feeling in your marriage recently that may just be a spiritual attack. Maybe these stupid little demon spirits may be trying to come in and cause a ruckus but you ain't got time for that. Maybe the division in your family out of nowhere, there's gossip and slander and hate and strife. That could be a spiritual attack from the enemy in the spiritual realm. Maybe it's the anxiety and depression that has creeped up. And it may be these evil forces trying to discourage you and distract you from the good things that God is getting ready to do. Maybe the nightmares that you've been having is a way that the enemy is trying to slip in because you're when you're awake and conscious, it no longer affects you. You're like, get behind me, saying, but when you're at asleep, maybe he's trying to attack. Don't be scared because he doesn't win, okay? But maybe the, the fight that you just had with one of your coworkers may have been influenced by some heavy spirits in your workplace. Maybe it's the constant heavy mom guilt that you feel, not just normal everyday mom guilt, but maybe you feel constantly so heavy to the point that it makes you feel less than to the point of tears that it could be the very voices of these stupid demonic influences trying to discourage you and cause you to fall into this depression. I could go on and on with examples, right? There's countless. But what my point is, is that the spiritual realm is real. But on the other side of these dark examples that I just shared, there is a power greater than these. There is a God and his angels and his spirit literally right now cutting off the heads of these stupid little demons on your behalf. God is bigger and he is better than any scary spirit you may encounter, be influenced by or even attacked by. But what is your part in all of this wrestling? What is your part in, in the spiritual realm? Well, let me tell you this. It is easy and simple. Or I, I may not say easy, sorry. It is simple and it is something that you can do. And Ephesians continues to say, after that first part we read in Ephesians 6, 14 through 18, it says, so stand your ground by putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery darts of the enemy. Put on salvation as your helmet and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So what is this saying? Put on your armor and pray. And so we have to know that we are wrestling against the spiritual realm. That when we are feeding our spirit, when we are filling our soul with the word of God, with worship, with God himself, that we are strengthening our spirit, that we are creating an atmosphere around us that the spirit of God wants to be in, that the angels fill and surround, and you are ushering in just that. But the same is true for the opposite. When we are dampering and, and messing around on the opposite team, 
it only opens more doors to that team. So it is so important to understand that it's not always this fleshly fight, but when you feel things unsettled, when you feel, you know, what is this attack going on? Know that the spiritual realm is real and the enemy will attack. But if you also understand further that you have authority in the spiritual realm to put on your armor, to pray at all times, and to trust that God is bigger than the boogeyman, that he is bigger than these things, you will understand and be confident that no matter no matter what you wrestle, you will be victorious. And I will say that in Ephesians, when it talks about the armor of God, that each of these pieces that it talks about, they all mean something very specific. Um, I won't go into all of it right now, but if you're interested in learning about the different pieces of this armor and what it means, like uh, the shield of faith, which quenches the fire darts the enemy, I mean, it's self-explanatory, but there's so much more to dissect and understand. I would love to share it with you and talk more about it, but there's so much power in knowing this word and taking it um, uh, at its word and, and really allowing this to be something that you participate every day of praying the armor of God and so forth. So Let's move on to our last point, guys, and that is wrestling with our faith versus doubt. <clears throat> and so Mark 9, 23 through 24, it says, this man is coming to Jesus and he's asking him to heal his son that is sick. And so he's like, God, please, Jesus, please heal him, blah, blah, blah. And then this is where this, this part that I uh, put down comes in. And, and he, Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? So this man is like, hey, come heal him if you can. So Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And the father instantly cried out, well, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. How many of y'all have felt that before? Like, God, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief, because it feels so real. In Matthew 14, 27 to 31, <coughs> it says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. So they're on all these disciples are on a boat. There's a storm coming. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And then Peter, one of the disciples said, Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, Okay, let me just throw like, let's see if this works. Okay, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. And Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter went over to the side of the boat. He walked on water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And then he said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? I mean, dude, this verse is, there's just so much here too. When he said, save me, Jesus didn't just watch him drown. He saved him. He saved him right away. Okay. So he will save you right away when you call out to him. But then out after that, he's like, Hey, so what was up with that, man? Like, why did you doubt me? And so how many times have you sat there stuck in your head, wrestling between what your faith is telling you and what your doubt is telling you? I can remember for me, <clears throat> countless times in my life where I was constantly going back and forth in my head over something, something in that season I was going through. And let me tell you, when you're in that stuck state of this mental loop, it's exhausting. 
And I remember for me, many stories, right? One, when I experienced my miscarriages, I would try so hard to hold on to my faith as I went through one miscarriage and then my second one, and then months and months of waiting and taking pregnancy tests and all those things I remember. Um, it was just so hard some days and I would feel guilty for feeling doubt. But when I finally became pregnant with my little baby Joy, I was so excited every single day, but at the very same time, I was filled with doubt and overwhelming fear. I was excited that I was pregnant, but I was afraid I would lose it. I didn't want to lose this baby. I felt the same way too when I met my now husband, right? So my wonderful dream man. Um, I remember before him, I had horrible relationships, too many that were unnecessary and toxic. And when I met him, I was overjoyed and I was like, so in love. It was ridiculous. Right. But at the same time, I was enjoying this relationship. I, I prayed about it. I changed my life. I changed my ways. And I just knew that this was a healthy, godly relationship. So I was excited, but at the same time, I was so afraid. I could, I felt like, can I trust my judgment again? Since every other time I failed and I ended up getting hurt. <coughs> so I was stuck in this loop of faith and doubt. And the last example I'll share is when we moved to San Antonio to start this church, we were filled with crazy faith. This was without a doubt. God spoke to us and if that you want the story, that's for another time. Let me know. Crazy story. But God confirmed it a billion trillion times. We had crazy faith, crazy vision, pure excitement and adrenaline. But at the same time, we were overwhelmed with doubt and fear of like intense failure. As we drove into San Antonio, saw all these mega churches like, what are we doing here? <clears throat> but here's the thing. It's not a sin to have doubt. And it's a feeling. It, it's natural. But as a Christian, it truly is what we do with it that matters and will affect us. And I've taught on this before many times, but it truly boils down to what are you feeding? Just like the story of Peter walking on water. When he locked eyes with Jesus, he had faith and he easily walked on water. But as soon as his attention shifted and his sights were on the winds and the waves, the fear and the doubt, he began to sink. And it is the same with our life. What we focus on will take over. And how many of y'all know that Jesus is in charge of the winds and the waves? He is stronger than the doubts. He is bigger than our fears and he can do the impossible. So don't feel ashamed when you have doubts and fears <coughs> and know that it's simply okay to feel these things. But after today, I want to ask you and challenge you to try your best, whatever it is for you, to shift your focus back on Jesus back on his power, back on his ability, his miracles, his word, and his truth. I encourage you and challenge you to feed your faith. Girl, read your Bible. Girl, read testimonies of people that may have gone through exactly what you're going through, whatever that is. Read stories, look it up, uh, and, and just these miracles involving this situation, encountering the same things you experienced, and build your faith up. Remain steadfast and trusting God through it all. And I know that sometimes it really does feel like a wrestling match, but I'll share this truth that God's side always wins and you are on his side. And so with all that being said, guys, today, our title was wrestling match. We talked about many things that we wrestle with our good intentions versus our sinfulness and how we're not alone. And even Paul 
struggled with those things. We talked about <coughs> the spiritual realm and how there is a real spiritual realm going on. And we have to learn how to put on our armor and pray in the spirit. And we ended with our faith versus our doubt and how that's just such a wrestling match sometimes. But what we feed ultimately matters. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.